Hey, Elena. Hey, what? Do you know what a cold open is? No. Well, go ahead, go ahead and try one. I'm gonna assume that it has to do with the cold. If that's the case, <laughs> I will say that my hands are freezing. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Everybody and welcome to Aminals. It's a comedy podcast in which a beautiful, smart, intelligent woman and her goofy boyfriend talk about some cute little aminals. I'm Jason, one of your hosts. And I'm Elena, your other host. Elena, this is very exciting. Isn't I'm it? so excited right now. We have been talking about doing this podcast ever since. Do you remember what the antithesis antithesis is the wrong word? The 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 formation of the idea for this podcast do you remember where that came from it came from a long phone call conversation that we had a little while ago about about a leopard gecko that i wanted so darn bad didn't end up getting it but we had like a two-hour conversation about this gecko and it was just delightful you did not get this gecko yet correct the future is long (laughs) and vast unless we die tonight which is possible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'd rather you're not. supposed to be optimistic. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, this is a comedy podcast where we talk about some wonderful animals. Elena and I have prepared a couple of animals today, but I think because it's the first podcast, I'd like to take a couple quick minutes, like super quick, just to talk about our background, especially in relation to animals. So, Elena, what's up with you, girl? Well, I love them. Let's start with that. <laughs> They're delightful. Um, All of them? Yes. Wasps. Even the wasps, babe. Malaria carrying mosquitoes. It's not their fault they're carrying malaria. Damn, good point. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're all great, and they're beautiful, and we should always protect them. You used to work at a vet. I did. I worked at a vet for the four years that I was in high school, which was wonderful. And even better, it was an exotic pet vet. So I got to see not just the cute little kitties and doggies, but I would get to see, like, goats and swans and bunnies and lizards and snakes and, and you met a deer one time right yes kelvin <laughs> my little baby he was hit by a car he was just a fawn tiny teeny little thing and they brought him in and some people didn't think that he was going to survive but he did and he used to run around the vet and you know those videos where deer like spread out their legs on the ice and they just like yes. fall flat on their bellies yes i've seen bambi well i was washing the floor one time and little kelvin came running around <laughs> the corner and his legs just <laughs> spread out and he went flat to the ground and it was probably the cutest thing i've ever seen that's adorable now, and they make the- meep sounds did you know that a meep they meep <laughs> mm-hmm. they meep that's like when I found out bunnies oink. I love that. I love <laughs> I that know, so much. The quietest, sweetest little oink you've ever heard. Now, Elena, I know this is gonna sound so weird. I'm gonna need you to lean into that sock, babe. You gotta lean babe. in. You gotta get close to the sock. Why is there a sock? There's a sock on the recording devices we have. It's because I'm too poor to afford a pop filter. <laughs> it's necessary for recording, so I heard you could use a sock. Oh, good. And so every time I've ever recorded anything with this, unless it's for a client. There has been a sock on it. And it's your sock, it's isn't it? It's my sock. But they're clean. I got it from the clean drawer. I th- Wait. I don't remember. Well, 
Either way. So on this podcast, oh, also my uh, my experience with animals, I uh, I've had dogs and I've pet lots of different animals, and I also one time went to a summer <laughs> camp where I met very exotic animals, including Joey, Joey the wallaby. See, I remember friend. I'm a good girlfriend sometimes. But also other animals too. One of which is going to be my choice today. So here's how this podcast is going to work. Elena and I are going to take a little bit of time. One of us is going to. Uh, present i guess as it were an animal to the other one and then we just go we go and talk about it we're going to talk about these wonderful beautiful things that populate our world that aren't humans gross maybe one time we'll do an episode about humans the most dangerous animal no name one other animal that can use a gun well animals with opposable thumbs a monkey could use a gun yeah. And they did. War for the Planet of the Apes in theaters in the past. <laughs> so, Elena, would you like to go first or shall I go first? I think you shall go first. All right, Elena, I want you, because I've been teasing this for a while now, I want you to try to guess what this animal is. I'll give you a hint. I've met one of these in my life. You've met one of I've these? I've met one of these. I've met actually several of these. At, at the same time? Oh, yeah. All at once. So there's a group of them. There's a group? A group. Yeah, it's not Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet them at a zoo? No. Did you touch them? Yeah. Did you meet them at your camp? Yes. Are they kangaroos? No, I did not meet a kangaroo there. I met a wallaby. Elena? Are they wallabies? No. Elena. What? My animal is an emu. (gasps) Babe, that fits perfectly with my theme. Of weird animals? Okay, so I decided that I'm going to do themes, or every three animals is going to change themes. Maybe five. I haven't decided, but... We'll talk about it in the next board meeting. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) And my theme is weirdos. (laughs) So I think that emus fit that beautifully. And emus are a fascinating species of animal. (laughs) I'd like to say, uh, I think one of... There are so many excellent facts about these wonderful birds, but one of my favorite ones is that they are from... The land down under. <laughs> oh, Wind no. Can't Keep you hear, going. Can't you hear the emo? <laughs> you better run. You better take cover. Because these are fucking dangerous animals. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also so cool. They live in Australia exclusively, to my understanding, which is just super dope. And Do you uh, think they have an Australian accent then? I know they have 100% an Australian accent. (laughs) Of course. I just love this. And the cool thing about they are the second largest bird in the world. Second Second. only to... An ostrich. Exactly. But here's the thing. Ostriches, I don't think they live in Australia. So... Don't they live in Africa? Africa is not Australia, my darling. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, my thing is that... Because they are, technically they're the largest bird in Australia, which to them means they are the largest bird in in the the world. world. (laughs) Except for the ones that do live in the zoo and probably live next to an ostrich. Hey, Lena. Yeah. Don't rain up my parade. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We're so so young in this podcast for you to destroy me already. (laughs) But no, they are are the, I like to imagine, I I think, I just, I've been picturing the scenario ever since I heard that fact of like, like an uh, an emu getting Facebook or something and being able to go online and be like, oh, let me take a look at, oh no, (laughs) Henry, Henry, get over here, take a look at this. Oh my god, that thing's big. 
no, it's bigger than us. I thought we were the kings of their beard kingdom. And now they're sad. Well, but on the bright side, if they don't have a Facebook, we just need to keep Facebook from the emus. We don't want to destroy their confidence. I'm so glad because that's a perfect segue into my charity. Prevent (laughs) emus from getting Facebook. (laughs) Because you know those ostriches are going to be so cocky about it where they like, that like when they when they get Facebooks too. Obviously, if an emu gets one, ostriches get one. But like, I mean, obviously, the ostriches are going to be so cocky, and I'm not going to do an African accent because I don't have one. <laughs> but they're going to be like, oh hell yeah, guys, check this shit out. All these uh, emus are posting like, I thought I was number one. <laughs> ah, sucker. <laughs> I love Good. anthropomorph. Oh wow, that word didn't come out right, did it? That was great. What what, what was that? Anthropomorphizing. Is that Oonerspism? No, that is not a Spoonerism. That is an actual thing. Like when you give oh. something that doesn't have human-like characteristics, human-like characteristics. I thought that was personifying. I think an- I think the long word that I can't say is what it is as well. I thought it was personification. Well, this is in the grammar podcast. Now, is it, Elena? <laughs> Could be. I'm right, just so That'll be our next adventure. <laughs> but for now, um, so... Uh, Fun facts about them as well. They are about five to six and a half feet tall, and they are 130 pounds roughly, which essentially means they are college students. <laughs> but I must say, most well, you said between five and six feet? Five and six and a half feet. Holy cow. Yeah, so they could, but yeah. They could hang out. They could hang out on a college <laughs> campus. With the bros. Just imagine this, my fellow listeners. Fellow listeners, I'm not going to listen to this. Uh, imagine you are at a kegger and all of a sudden wearing your school's like hoodie or something comes in this emu that's just like, hey, what's up, hey, what's up mate? How are you doing? What do we got on? We got Very an IPA important. on light. We got an IPA on tip. I love that. Very important question. Very important answer. How would they get there? Are they flightless birds they or can they fly? flightless birds and they have to take a plane. <laughs> <laughs> They have to fly. Do you think Delta. that they're insecure about being flightless? I think absolutely, because you know, unlike the ostriches, they know about other birds. They're like, we got these feathers here, don't we? Can't get off the ground with them. Not much use they are, are they? I'm gonna stop doing that accent because Poor I love guys. you, the listeners. I love you so much. <laughs> but now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question right now, Lena. Yeah. Herbivore, omnivore, or carnivore? What do you think? Oh, I'm gonna go omnivore. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. You have earned five points. Oh, yes. Five aminal points. They eat the following. Plants. Bugs. Bugs. Exactly. And small lizards and rodents. And also Australian babies that get left in the brush. Is that that for real? No. no. (laughs) Or is it? I bet you if you go back through Australian newspapers, uh, instead of Dingo (laughs) ate my baby, someone's like, Dingo didn't eat my baby, but an emu sure fucking did. Oh my gosh. They sharpened their boomerangs and went out into the brush to try to kill it. I sure hope there aren't Australian listeners. Oh. No. (laughs) Definitely not. I'd have to mail it to them because they don't get the internet down there. Oh boy. They haven't gotten the internet yet. I'm just going to let that be. Nice. So, uh, a couple other fun things about them. One. They can live up to 5 to 20 years in the wild. 5 to 20? 5 to 20. What that is an a, interesting span. What a large range, but it's technically smaller than humans. Like I said, we could die tomorrow. Or even, 
today. <laughs> you always look like you're about to say something, but then you don't. I decided not to comment. <laughs> oh, and, uh, otherwise, uh, if they live in captivity, they can live up to 35 years. But I mean, what kind of life is that? You don't get to run around the beautiful deserts of Australia. Speaking of which, they, uh, well, they do live in some deserts, but not really. They survive anywhere but really dense forests and severe deserts. And I think they can't survive in the forest because I don't consider them the most nimble of creatures. <laughs> what if they could climb trees? Then Australia would have a whole new problem on their hands. <laughs> we got rodents the size of a car, but now an emu can climb a tree. We did. <laughs> Get all the guns in Melbourne. Wait, what do you mean you got rid of all the guns in Melbourne? Because they got rid of guns there, remember? That's right. That happened when we were born. So, um... They also, uh, interesting thing, so they are um, basically dinosaurs. They Basically. They much like... They're the same. But they actually, they were around around the time of dinosaurs, much like ostriches. So in a sense, they are one of the last living dinosaurs. That's pretty rad. Yeah, we have dinosaurs on the world, but no one makes a Jurassic Park about them. <laughs> you don't see Chris Pratt running after an emu. <laughs> What an image that what is. What a beautiful image that is to see Chris Pratt just like, hey, little buddy. Oh, don't peck me. Don't peck me with your huge beak because, oh, my God, their beaks are big and sharp. They are kind of scary, but they're just they're delightful looking at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they um, – so another thing, emus need water daily, much like a person, I think. Uh, in the cold, this is – okay, this is the craziest thing. So in the cold, and I'm going to read this as I wrote it down because I don't want to get this wrong – in the cold, they recycle air and trap moisture. Uh, I don't, they trap moisture inside of themselves that they can, like, use later or something Sounds like, like a camel. I know. It's got a bit of a camel vibe. And I think that's because they live in the heat mm-hmm. where it's toasty and warm all year round in the and good old Australia. It can be very dry. And also sandy, which is why they have two sets of eyelids. Whoa. They have two sets of eyelids, which actually makes them worse than humans because we can do all that with one. <laughs> so check one point for the humans. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Let's not give them any more points than they already have. They do have a lot of points. They're very cool. So apparently they also make really good pets when they're young. Yes. If you get them while they're young because otherwise they are so dangerous. Really? So They, they run fast. You're probably right. Yep. <laughs> I just the image. I'm sorry. This long-necked bird just booging it. <laughs> that sounds. That's pretty. Sorry, I'm gonna do some fully. That's pretty for the horrifying. That's what it sounds like when it runs. So what do they do when they get you? Well, they probably just peck you a whole bunch, don't they? I also think they can kick. <laughs> <laughs> take that. Just yeah. take his foot. I bum. Peace off, then. <laughs> okay. Now, this is, I think, the craziest thing about them. What? Women, ostriches, lay 8 to 10 pound eggs. Whoa. They lay eggs that are as heavy as a healthy baby. A healthy human baby. Wow. And then the male sits on it for eight weeks and doesn't <laughs> eat. Good. <laughs> Did you hear that last bit, babe? They don't eat. The 
care a lot about that baby. They care so much about that baby. They're not like, oh, God. Craig, can you go over to Wendy's and just pick me up something? I could really go for a Frosty right now because it's so hot in the desert. Good joke, Jason. That was the sound of Elena high-fiving me. No, it wasn't. You're all the way across the room. Yeah, I high-five myself. Across the room? I'm sitting like five feet from you. Okay, let's see right now. Can we high-five from this distance? Uh-oh. Oh, dang it. Totally touched your hand. Totally got you. And I'm going to edit in the sound of like a really loud high-five. Oh, no, clap. you will not. <laughs> So, uh, that is pretty much what I got for you on the emu, except for one last little detail. And what's that? I've met these beautiful creatures. And you've touched one. I've pet an emu. I've pet several emus, and I pet them when they were young, when they were babies. <gasps> I, well, not Sounds babies, adorable. like, I guess toddlers. <laughs> like, they could say Teenagers. a couple of words. <laughs> No, they weren't full teenagers. They could say a couple of words like mama and dad dad and things <laughs> like that. And they were, oh, my God, they always kept trying to show me their toys. You're Good. supposed to laugh at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, they are, on it. they are very, very cute when they're young, and they're very, very sweet. They, the ones I met did like to be pets. So just, to, just to clarify for the audience, because I will probably be bringing up this camp a number of times. I went to a camp in Missouri. We are not from Missouri, but I went to a camp in Missouri because my cousin went there. And on that camp, or at that camp, I should say, you got to hang out with really cool animals. I'm so jealous. I got to meet, as uh, Elena mentioned earlier, a wallaby by the name of Joey, (laughs) who I love very much, even though I only got to pet him once because he did not like to be touched. But I, as a young uh, 12-year-old kid, didn't really understand that. And also, I was left unsupervised with him. In his big ass pen. So I would like just go up to him and try to pet him. And I'd be really slow and really sneaky. Kind of like how you're supposed to be around a Tyrannosaurus Rex apparently. (laughs) And he just, he would not let me pet him. Except one time I got him. One time I pet him a little bit and he was very You were like, ha ha, gotcha. But the emus, there was a number of emus. And so I got to pet the little ones and I got to pet some of the big ones too. Um, They were about a little over knee high. I'd oh, say. that sounds so cute. I know. They were adorable. I love these little things. Oh. But that is what I got on the emu, God's favorite creature. Great. And the biggest bird in the world, according to emus. <laughs> I love that. Are you ready? For what? All Our right. sponsors? <laughs> no, don't be silly. Our sponsor this week. My kitchen table. <laughs> Our sponsor this week is Elena's Kitchen Table. <laughs> Elena's Kitchen Table is a table. It's made of wood. So I'm sitting right at it. <laughs> that was beautiful. And, uh, okay, so here's the thing. Podcasts cost a lot of money to make, and so we had to get sponsors. And it hurts me very, very much to say this, but our only sponsor this week is FacebookForEmus.org. It's a, it's a charity organization where you can donate to getting emus Facebook. Uh, I know what everyone's thinking. There's some pretty blatant hypocrisy there in the fact that I was talking about it. And our sponsors, oh boy, our sponsors, I probably shouldn't have picked the emu, huh? What with our sponsors this week? Yeah. They're probably not going to be happy about that. Probably not. Are we we keeping them from a right? Is it their right to access the internet? I guess it's sort of this argument about, that's a you've tapped into a deep philosophical vein here. Just this idea of like, telling somebody something that you know is going to hurt them but it matters because it's the truth and do you extend that to emus 
and the social media app created by Jesse Eisenberg, Facebook? <laughs> that is the question. And the answer is yes, according to our sponsors. <laughs> Donate generously. <laughs> Elena? Yeah? Do you have an aminal that does not conflict with our weekly sponsor? I do believe I do. And if not, I'll be intrigued as to how. Okay, so here's your clue. <clears throat> hey, babe? Yeah? It's hammer time. A hammerhead shark? Yes! Oh! You got it! Nice Okay. Full transparency, the reason that I chose this creature is because I had a very strange obsession. Pun. A pun about hammer time, and you really wanted to say it, and oh, you did it, and it was absolutely. great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> No, I had a very strange obsession with hammerhead sharks as a child. I don't know why. I just thought they were just the cutest, weirdest freaks in nature. Cute. Oh, I think they're adorable. Do they have sharp teeth like other sharks? They have very sharp teeth, yes. Yikes. Fun fact, I did not know Shark Week existed until I was almost 18 years old. I know, and that blows my mind. I, I guess I lived under a rock because I had no idea. Just one day, my senior year of high school, people were getting all hyped for Shark Week. And I was like, what is it? Guys, what is this? Is this like... This is some weird, Shark weird Week event. Is the best thing that I always get excited for and never watch because I haven't had cable for four years. Okay, but where did it start? Discovery Channel. Discovery Channel's been doing Shark Week for years now. It's such a strange concept to me. It's great. Don't get me wrong, but I just I did not believe my friends when they told me. I thought they were playing. You didn't believe them. No, I thought they were playing some kind of prank or something. <laughs> They were talking about Shark Week, and I go, oh, that's really funny. That's that's ridiculous. That doesn't exist. I love this idea as a prank where, like, Josh and all these other people got together, and they're like, hey, let's prank Elena. Yeah, good idea. We should do something to her car. No. Let's tell her that on the Discovery Channel annually, there's a, there's a week of programming that is almost exclusively dedicated to sharks. Ooh, that'll get her good. <laughs> what a good pun you've made, Josh. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought was going on. And so I didn't believe them. And then I went home and my sister said, yeah, Shark Week. And I was like, she's in on it too? Everyone's in on it. It's the greatest thing. It is. And you know what's weird? I don't know why it's the greatest thing. Sharks are really cool, but there are other animals I think could get a week too. You know what I'd love to see? It would probably be better for the world. Panda Week. Yes. But there aren't, you can't do a one hour special about panda attacks as much as you can about shark attacks, which really, Shark Week to me has always seemed like kind of anti Shark Week a little bit. <laughs> That's kind of like, true. They don't go out with the narrative of like, sharks are dangerous and must be destroyed, but it's like, sharks are animals. Here are stories of a thousand people who are eaten by a shark a day. Discovery. Yay, Discovery Channel. Channel 42. Is it actually? It was when I had it. I don't have cable anymore, so right now it's channel. That was a really good noise. Thank you. Want me to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so. Tell me about these hammerheads. Can I hit a nail in the, into the ground? You just stole the big question <laughs> I was about to ask you. <laughs> Here was my big question. 
two hammerheads hammer and you had to steal it from me whatever <laughs> this podcast will begin with us resenting each other i love it it's great if there's anything that could tear us apart babe i'm glad yeah, it's of course this. sweetie um actually the reason that they evolved in that way is for sensory purposes because apparently the having the eye so far apart on either side of their head makes them see better and makes them hunt better they have something yeah it's pretty bad they have something called 360 vision and so that they can see prey like above and below them at the same time what yeah that's crazy i don't fully understand how that works but apparently like a a hammerhead hopped on over to the optometrist and they examined his (laughs) and okay so (laughs) they got in its kia and drove over to the optometrist (laughs) it did but the funny thing is there actually was an optometrist that analyzed the shark's vision that's how they know that they have like 360 vision but i guess the real question is did the shark go to the optometrist or did the optometrist come to the shark that's a very good question i like to think the shark went to the optometrist me too it's really important to get that checked out yeah yeah exactly so my question because i understand bunnies also have their eyes on the sides of their head so they can see stuff can but like bunnies aren't very good at seeing stuff that's right in front of them right yeah bunnies have sharks how about these hammerheads I don't know. I do know that they have heightened vision. They have very good vision. So it's got to be different than, than bunnies because bunnies' vision is pretty terrible. They rely mostly on smell and sound because of their cute little ears. They do have very cute ears, and they are not little. They are quite large. Yes. My roommate Lulu has a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know what I just said. I meant to say. So Lulu (laughs) is the bunny. My roommate Sarah has a bunny named Lulu. You see, what I thought you were going for at first was saying that Lulu was your roommate, which I thought was really (laughs) cute and funny. And then you said that your roommate Lulu has a bunny. And that kind of tear apart the whole joke for me, but I guess it just kind of made it a little bit better, didn't it? Oh, man. I... I, st- I do consider her a roommate. She's my little baby, and I love her so much. And when she looks at you, she is standing, like, to the side so that she can see you on the side of her head because she can't see you dead on. So she's, like, angled so that, like, her eye can see you. But, um... Well, we're not here to talk about a bunny. I know. It's hard because I adore her, but... So, uh, Shark, these guys have a cousin, and I'm not making this up, called scoop heads sharks (laughs) this is a real thing i am not making this up they are scoop heads and they just look it up at some point in your life they're magical okay so i've actually done a quick google search of a scoop head shark (laughs) and they're great they they genuinely look more like an actual shovel Yes. Then a hammerhead looks like a hammer, in my summation. I agree. They look like a shovel. Maybe we should just start calling shovels scoops. Let's do it. I'll bet, that, I'll bet that's what they do it in England. I'll bet that's what they do in England. Like, oh, no, you want to go over there? That's Australian again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Elena, save me. Tell me some fun facts about a hammerhead shark. You got it. So they're shy. They're very shy. Ooh. But... But they're dangerous. And when I read that, I was like, yeah, okay, you fun little freak of nature. You're so scary. 
Just because they are like the least intimidating. Well, maybe some people disagree with me, but I just, they do not look intimidating. I guess to me. what I would say is if I were out in the ocean and I saw a hammerhead shark, my thought wouldn't be, oh, look at that weird looking thing. It'd be, oh, look at that weird looking thing. It's going to kill me right now. <laughs> Throw yeah, my blood in the water. They're pretty dangerous. I, I looked up the 10 most dangerous sharks, and they were number 10, which, I mean. You wouldn't have had to look it up if you watched Shark Week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is still some big rouge, and I know it. Rouge. That's what I meant. Rouge is a dam. <laughs> oh I love boy. the. I just I love the idea that they are shy and dangerous. That that like that to me is like, so a kid like a nerdy kid in high school like really wants to ask out the cheerleader. So he goes up. And he's like, hey, I was just wondering if you wanted to go to the dance with me. And then this other guy like this high like she was kind of like. I don't know. And then, like, some football player came over. He's like, is this guy bothering you? And then the nerd, like, pulled out a shank. And he's like, I'll tell you who's fucking oh. bothering me right about now. <laughs> you motherfucker. That's, That's the, the hammerhead, hammerhead shark. shark. <laughs> okay, that was cute. That was very cute. That was cute. So, here's another fun fact that I quite enjoy about this shark. <laughs> the shark has the ability to sport a nice tan you what? heard that correctly. They like it to. Yes, they like to cruise around shallow waters, and they are one of the very few animals that tan like people. So, so hammerhead sharks are somehow a combination of a couple of guys I knew in high school who were crazy <laughs> and shy. And also, like, all the women who went to my high school who would, like, go to Florida for spring break and get a nice tan. They sport a nice tan. Sport a nice tan. Oh, that's so good, Elena. <laughs> Thank you. These sharks do what you or I could never do because we do not get tan. We get burnt. Correct. I do get freckles, but that's about it. And they are adorable. They're very cute freckles. I want to eat them. Thank you. Okay. I'd like to eat them. Hey, babe. Yes. No, thank you. <laughs> so these guys live to be about 20 to 30 years old. But here is probably the best fact of all. And this is a mystery oh. about hammerhead sharks. Get ready. They are beginning to live longer. And nobody knows why. What? How much longer? I don't know. But they are beginning to live longer. And like as as time goes on, and so my my guess is that they are one day going to evolve and rule the world. And they have the cars; they can go to the optometrist already. <laughs> exactly. They have mad sensory skills. They could see three sixty vision, whatever that really means. You can't sneak up on them. No. Once they've taken over the White House, if you try to sneak across, <laughs> the fr if you try to sneak in anywhere, they're like. Like, you'll be walking behind them, and they'll have their gun because they'll have the ability to hold guns in the future. Of course. And then they'll be like, don't think I don't see you over there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love you this. You have five seconds to leave before we get some blood in the water. I love blah, this. Blah, so blah, blah. Now, the scoop heads. <laughs> yes, I know. It's great. <laughs> Would they also evolve with the hammerheads and roll the world together? Or is the scoop head just like the, the little cousin that, that the hammerhead's not a huge fan of? Like, ah, scoop head. I guess the way I think about it, 
if I were a hammerhead shark, and I think about this often, I try to put myself into their shoes or fins, I should say. Good. If I were a hammerhead shark and I was getting ready to crawl out of the water and start taking over the world, yeah, I think a couple of things would be running through my mind involving the scoop head. One, they prob- the scoop head's probably just asked, so they could always politely decline. <laughs> but also, the thing is, one, are the scoop heads evolving to live longer? I don't know. So That's if, a good question. If they're not, they don't even have the means to do it. They're going to be in the water forever. I think it depends because... A scoop head is a type of, like, hammerhead shark. There are nine of them. Ready? I'm going to read them off to you. There are nine kinds of hammerhead sharks. There are nine part, there are, yeah, there are nine different versions of this species. So I know what you're going to do is you're going to read them, but I think it, I, there's a part of me that really wants you to just be looking at a list of different hammer brands and then read those (laughs) to me. (laughs) Okay. No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's been done. It's been said. I also don't know the name of any brand of hammer. I think that goes to show that I have no face, no capability to do anything with my hands. Sure you can. Okay. What is it? You, you use your hands every day for various things. This is going so well. Keep going. You are a good cook. For example. Ah, damn. Now you're saying real things. Told ya. I'm a damn fine cook. Yes, you are. I recently made a sandwich. It was a grilled cheese sandwich. I forgot the cheese, but it's okay because what was on there was mac and cheese, caramelized onions, and some butter sauteed chicken. Okay, I'm starving. I need some now. Ooh, baby. It was good. Oh, my mouth is watering. Speaking of water, what are the night kinds of Nice segue. Really nice segue. So (laughs) I wrote a segue in Florida. Florida is near the water where there are sharks. Segue. Very good. Very good. We should make it a point throughout the podcast to create the worst possible segues. I think that that would be fun. Okay. So here they are. There's one that I particularly like at the bottom. There's the winghead shark. The scalloped bonnethead shark, the white fin hammerhead, the scalloped hammerhead, the scoop head, the bonnethead, the small eye hammerhead, the smooth hammerhead. <laughs> that is probably my favorite one. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you're thinking exactly the what I'm same thinking. Same thing. It's there's most hammerheads are the shy, nervous guy who's real wily, but one of them is like Just Danny Zuko smooth. from Grease, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so he's smooth and dangerous. So I, these are these are what? sharks that wear leather jackets. I gotta look it up. I just gotta know what these guys look like. Smooth head shark. Oh, good. Someone Googling something. Please? The best thing for any podcast. It, of course. Cool. Well, <laughs> I need to know. Like, what if it has just like that? Like a rad haircut or something? <laughs> they, they got pomade in their hair, so they slick it back. Yes. You always see smooth head sharks just combing their hair back and singing, Some loving had me a bless. Some loving. Oh my gosh, they are, okay, they all look a little different. I don't, I don't know which one's an actual smooth head. Maybe they all are, Elena. Not everyone has to conform. They're pretty smooth looking. Not all white people look the same. So why would all smooth head sharks look the same? I just love the name, it's so good. I know, it's very good. And then the last type of shark is the great hammerhead, which is what I've been talking about. 
So there you go. Those are some excellent facts about some excellent animals. Now, initially, I was thinking that we have a little competition at the end. We pit our animals against each other. However, I don't know if I like that. I want this to be a friendly podcast where we talk about wonderful animals with each other. I agree with you there. I don't think it would be good for us. I had a whole idea about like a bracket, right? Where like every week for the first 16 episodes, we get our base ones and these are the winners of the initial rounds and they go on to the finals and quarterfinals. And I don't think that's very fun. How about instead we discuss how our animals could one day meet and be good friends? That is the... Oh my God! Oh my God! (laughs) You've done it! You've cracked the code! You've cracked Thank the you. code! So I think the obvious answer <laughs> is, first of all, them getting to each other probably isn't that hard because you can swim in the ocean. And they get a tan from swimming in shallow waters. And you know where it's warm and they can get their tan? Australia. Australia. So I imagine this would happen when they start taking over the world, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So walk me through this. Walk me through the hammerhead shark uh, coming out of the water. Huh? Evolution. I mean, like, to describe it for me. Describe how the hammerhead shark walks out of the water and makes it to the emus. Okay. So he's swimming around in the shallow water like he does. And he decides that he thinks he can get a better tan if he's on the sand. Right? Yes. He thinks that, you know, he, he can warm up. And get a better tan because there will be more direct sunlight that is not reflecting off the water. So he shimmies his way onto the sand and is just laying there having a having a nice tan. Yes. And up walks this emu. And this emu, I should add, is very depressed because he just got Facebook and he's found <laughs> out that he is in fact the second largest bird in the world. <laughs> so let's 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 talk through this interaction. I'll be I'll be the, I'll be playing the part of the emu with a bad Australian accent, and you'll be playing the shark, who I don't think would have an Australian accent because the ocean doesn't have an accent. Or does it? No, we know of yet. Correct. All right, let's do this. Now, my question this. is, yeah. no? is this the great hammerhead? The shy but dangerous? Yes. Okay. 100%. Not the smooth hammerhead. No. Not the scoop head. I'm like, hey, what's up, loser? You look so bummed, you nerd. <laughs> so not that guy. Not that. All right, Elena, uh, begin. Ah. he's he's tanning (laughs) i see you over there oh who me no no nothing nothing special what you doing on the beach i got this phone the other day it's a it's an android phone so it works great but get on facebook and i you know i used to think i was a really big bird right I mean, look at me. I'm pretty big, right? Pretty big. I mean, you're you're pretty big. I'm like five foot to six foot and a half. You know. Me too. I'm also about six feet. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Anyway, so I was looking online. I saw this ostrich, seven and a half feet. You you fucking kidding me? All my life, me daddy always told me, "Hey, son, you're a very tall bird. You're the tallest bird of all birds." And now I'm wrong. I'm I'm really sorry to hear that. I uh, that really blows. Yeah, you look like you're getting a nice tan, though. I don't oh, see a really? lot of sharks doing that. I mean, thanks. And his cheeks get a little red because he's shy. <laughs> hey, mate. You know, I've been told not to go in the water because a shark could kill me, but you seem all right. You know what? That means a lot. And there's some just tears on both sides of this ginormous <laughs> head. into the sand. <laughs> <laughs> and the emu like, gives him a light little peck. 
Oh, that's so cute. And he kicks him. No, I'm kidding. He <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not fighting, Bay. They are not fighting. All right. So I think I want to propose one more segment before we go to our outro. Yes. I think every single week, and once we start getting people who listen to this, they can submit these. I want to do a shout out to an animal every week. One actual animal living in the world today. Like a pet? I want to give my shout out to your new dog, Piper. <gasps> That's so sweet. I will post a picture of Piper. Um, actually, uh, if you go to our website, which I don't have a URL for yet, <laughs> but if you go to our Facebook page, I'll post this as well. I'll post a picture of Piper. Piper, it, tell us about Piper. So she's our new puppy. She's somewhere between a year and a half to two years old. And she is just the most adorable dog in the world. What's she's, her breed? We don't fully know. We know she's a terrier mix. She looks a little bit like a some kind of Jack Russell mix to me just because of the way that she is colored. But... I just, I just adore her. She's the cuddliest little pup. She likes to stand up like humans and put her paws on your shoulder so that you'll rub her tummy. It's the cutest thing. She's such a good girl. She also does somersaults. Correct. She somersaults, and we don't know why. She'll be running around in the living room and just head first somersault onto the ground. Aww. Mm-hmm. She's a circus dog. I wish everyone could meet Piper. Piper is just a wonderful animal. She's a good girl. And if you have... An animal that you would like to have a shout out for, it will cost you enough money so I can no longer support the current sponsor of this podcast, Facebook for Emus. <laughs> <laughs> now, all you can do, if you have an animal, just send us a little message about them with a picture to our Facebook page, which is Aminals, which is spelled like how the podcast is spelled, and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, I would like to thank, first of all, my lovely co-host, Elena Patton. Elena... I thought this went pretty good. This was so much fun. I'm this, so glad we did this. This was an absolute blast. It's been an idea for a while. And, you know, whether whether people end up listening to this or not, I just want to say I want to keep doing it with you because I'm having fun and we are holding hands. Across the kitchen table. Which is five feet so we can actually touch. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would also like to thank, and I... I can't believe this is a sentence I'm about to say, but I'd like to thank Common Shiner yes! for the usage of their song May Calling off of the album Before They Sold Out Part 2. I, so cool. I don't do know that. how much music they make anymore, but I was shown this band. They're a Chicago-based band, um, and I found out about them a couple of years ago when I was living in Chicago, and I have been obsessed with them. I love their stuff, and they were so cool about it. I shot them a message, and they just let us use... Uh, their songs as our theme song. So thank you to Common Shiner. Uh, you guys can go check them out wherever you can buy music. The song is May Calling, and the album is Before They Sold Out Part 2. So cool. So cool. I want to thank you guys all so very much for listening. Yes, thank you. This is very exciting for us, and we hope you join us next week or two weeks from now. We'll have a board discussion about that. We'll too. have to have a discussion about that at the board meeting. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, oh, we need to sign off. Go pet an animal. An animal. It's the name of the podcast. Yeah. We'll work on that. Too. We'll work on it. Bye. Bye.
Hey guys, it's Jason. Just wanted to let you guys know that past Jason who recorded that episode was unaware, but now present Jason is clairvoyant and is aware of the fact that we'll be uploading this podcast bi-weekly or bi-monthly. What's the one where it's like every two weeks? That that one. Whatever that one is, we'll be uploading to iTunes and uh, SoundCloud and maybe other places. Probably just those two, though. Uh, so you can go ahead and check us out there every other Wednesday Aminals, it's a podcast. Do you guys have any idea what we could do for an outro? Like any? Thanks, bye.